Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. From rhyme to rhyme, from one week to grade nine, where it's all been done, the podcast. I'm Saker, and I am a man of constant sorrow. I am Evan, and I am literally two inches away from Saker's face. <laughs> Why? But you're, you're constantly... I'm, I, was, I was trying to get closer and closer to you as you did the intro to see if I could get you to crack up, but you never did. I am... He's a consummate performer. Too consummate, some too, say. Too consummate. That's the main complaint that my exes have had, is that I'm just consummate all the time. The consummate, what is that word? Consummate this marriage. Con- <laughs> consummately consummate. Consummately... I don't Con- like this, this direction. Yeah, let's take this in a different direction. Let's take so, this in a different direction. You're a saker, and... I'm a man of constant sorrow. What's your reply to that? I am a man of consummate sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you're only sad when you consummate. I don't like any of this. Well, consummate is different than consummate. Right. Is it one of those... Uh, uh, we, just went, we just looped right back around. Sorry, I couldn't <laughs> we, let this go. We, we really I've got a one-track did. mind. Is it? Is it one of those... Um, um, those words where if you pronounce it differently, it's a different part of speech? Like... Um, uh, oh God, hold up, help me here. I can't, um, I don't know. Evan. It's Saker. This podcast is off to a rousing start. <laughs> hold on, there's there's words like that. Have you heard of an auto-antonym? Do you know what an auto-antonym no. is? Ooh, like secret and secrete. Uh, uh, it's okay. a word that means itself and the opposite of itself. Bo- uh, shelled? Shelled peanuts. What are they? Picture them in your head right now. Okay. What is it? A peanut with a shell on it. Oh, really? I've just shelled these peanuts. Oh, no. Oh, my sweet Jesus. <laughs> when you change the... Uh... That's not at all what I was talking about before, but I'm never going to remember it, so I just pivoted from there. Evan, we got to we gotta we move we gotta on. Fix this. None of this is this. very... We got to fix this. We got to fix this. It's the best way to talk about this podcast. Well, we fixed... We had some... Uh, um technical difficulties we did we can talk about that yeah we can talk about that we can talk about how bad our podcast is like the uh uh, sort of like the witchcraft uh rituals that a lot of people remember from their old the old nes and super nes where you had to like everyone had like all of my friends had their own specific uh rituals they go through to clean a dirty game right what was yours my ritual? Yeah. Yes. How would you, I would, how would, you I would take the cartridge. Okay. I'd slap it on the inside of my right thigh oh, three times. Three times. Okay. And then I would blow in it. With with what part of your body? <laughs> with my ass. No, I mean, like, I would, what do you mean? What part of I've my had, body? I had I had friends who would do like the soft blow, like a like say like it's oh. like treat the cartridge like a panpipe. Yes, yes, yes. They put their bottom lip to like yeah, the edge. Yeah, no, I would from... go full in. Oh, yeah. I would okay, just... so the the concern was there that you would get spit and shit in the cartridge. That is, it's said that you're not supposed to do that now. Okay, but, a... and then I had a friend who would hold it up below his nose and gently no, blow in it with his nose. With his nose. And then I had a friend who would do that, but he would suck with his nose, so you wouldn't you would be sure you weren't getting anything into the cartridge. This is disgusting. You were just getting stuff out. <laughs> you I'm just telling vacuumed you. Vacuumed it. Like. The cartridges were a big deal. Like, if you couldn't play, like, Super Ghosts and Goblins or Castlevania 4 or <laughs> Final Fantasy 2 or Super Mario World, you know, you're going to... That's a wasted afternoon, right? You've you have named... to go outside and get sunburned. Yes, that's true. Are those... Those those four games were the only four games that you knew from no, Super Mario No, those were the only four I could come off my head it's pretty from. Good. If you're not playing Super Ghosts and Goblins, it's basically like there's, you're playing Super Ghosts and Goblins. games I know of. Uh, Mario Mario Kart. Good. Oh boy. <laughs> we we go. need to move <laughs> along. Let's. Evan, we have a wonderful guest today. Okay. From the band The Library Bards, from the video game Dive Kick, from television's King of the Nerds, from the Geek and Sundry series, Shield of Tomorrow, and Sagas of Sundry, it's multi-hyphenate king of content. 
Xander Genre. Hi, Xander. How are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm doing so well. I'm like biting my tongue at everything because I want to comment about everything that's happened so oh, far. Oh, Xander, you need to tell us. This is very important. What was your blow yes. style for Nintendo <laughs> cartridges? So... So I thought I was the shit where I would, like, blow it really quickly back and forth like I was oh. some sort of mad harmonica player. Because sure. I was like, I am not getting moisture in my cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> sure, and the quicker you do it, the less moisture. Yes. It's like yeah. running through the rain. If you run, you get less wet, of course. <laughs> exactly. You just dodge the, the raindrops. <laughs> yes. And then I think it's called a heteronym, like a homonym, but heteronym is it's spelled the same way but pronounced differently. For consummate and consummate. Oh, a heteronym. I see. Yeah. Heteronym. <laughs> I, I thought Evan looked like he had something to say, but all he said was heteronym because you were... They heard me. I understand. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, heteronym. No, I, I, I know everyone heard you. I just wanted to point out how stupid you were just... <laughs> my name's Evan. I'm on the podcast with my friend Syker. This might have been the first time that I've asked someone what their blow style was, and I haven't gotten slapped for it. That's a first. Oh, Usually dang. it's... Yeah. yeah. What a, I don't really know. I'm going to cut that. a wasted opportunity. You better yeah, cut that. Sure. Shame on you. Shame on me. Leave that part in where That's I it. You just grip you. it with both hands. Ew, uh, <laughs> Never mind. I was going to go way deeper into this, but you're right. Let's. We should definitely move on from there. <laughs> Xander, uh, thank you for coming on. Um, of course, this yeah. is a, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and I wasn't <laughs> sure. I asked you. I've known you for, for yeah. a little bit now, since about a couple yeah. of years ago. We performed at a music festival together, but I didn't know what your relationship to the Bare Naked Ladies was specifically. <laughs> so what is your, your Bare Naked Ladies history? Yeah, well, I mean, I loved, uh, like, I had four CDs that were on kind of rotation, uh, and it was really, it's because the only uh, four CDs that I had. Uh, and uh, so the first CD I ever had was Hanson's uh, Middle of Nowhere. Good. Uh, and then, um, let me see, and then Savage Garden. Uh, and then uh, Chumbawamba, which is uh, an amazing album. Oh, Tub Thumping oh, oh. is so good. And then Bare Naked Ladies. Wh- which stunt or? It, stunt, yeah. Yes, yeah. Because at that the was time, the... that was what was hot. <laughs> yeah, and remains hot to this day. Exactly. Oh, it's still a great album. <laughs> it, it, it truly is. I am very excited to slog through and get to that one. That's, yeah. That's why we're doing this pod. If we did the stunt cast, we'd be much happier people. But yeah. Right. Yeah. You've got a ways to go. <laughs> we, we do. That's uh, projected, I think, mid-2019 at this yes. point. Very yes. much looking forward to it. But You um, know, it's good to have like a five-year plan when you go into a new project. <laughs> I just had an interview the other day, and they said, what's your five-year plan? And I said, <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies, everything to everyone, I think, is around that time. So, oh, no. This is your life now. I know. I'm committed, apparently. You are. <laughs> what, what else was on Tub Thumping aside from Tub th- Was that the name oh of the album? Oh, my goodness. It was the name of the album, and like Tub Thumping is the worst track on the album. It's like a deeply like political album. The harmonies are glorious. Like The songs are catchy. And, uh, it, and oh. it was the turning point. Sorry, this is not the Chumbawamba podcast, but it was the turning <laughs> point from them going from like a hardcore punk band to like more pop style. Really? So it's that weird mix in between. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's. Uh, I, I mean, they were they were anarchists, I think. They, yeah, and they, and they, exactly. They donated most of the money they made from the album to like unions, and then they yep. they were like squatting in a what? in like a house. Yeah, they didn't believe it. They were just they were dyed in the wool, straight up anarchists. Yeah, they were in like an artist collective. And then like if you listen to the in-between bits between each of the songs, which are all political in themselves, they have like clips from like picket lines and things like that. It's it's oh, it's so good. Oh, it is unbelievable that, that tub thumping became like the 
the most mainstream yeah. normie jam of all time. Yeah, well, especially on their end. Like, yeah. I'm sure they were they didn't believe it either. That's incredible. <laughs> well, they wrote it as sort of a critique of all that, and then the all those like soccer hooligans just made it their own. Oh, right? really? Yeah. yeah. The soccer hooligans, Ma- the football hooligans. Yeah. Is that is that where it became? popular is through sporting events and like is that where tub thumping sort of got its feet i don't actually know i think it was like i would think so it's like a drinking song basically oh yeah just to make fun of all the the drunk drunken football hooligans who are like you know just kind of running around being dum-dums and then they embrace yeah a vodka drink yeah oh yeah of course yeah perfect song (laughs) that's i mean it's the same thing that would happen with like one week like it's it's this dopey band from canada that just makes goofy songs (laughs) and all of a sudden it blows up for whatever reason yeah and and now everyone hates that's it. true yeah <laughs> excellent and, pivot yeah that was a good pivot I feel yeah like that, you see <laughs> i'm a i'm a consummate professional so you are yeah i feel like we'd be having a, a lot better time on the chumba cast too so aquacast and chumba cast are our next the <laughs> yeah the wamba cast i like both the of those Wombacast. a lot either way it's all good um I'm in. yeah excellent oh that's cool all right so what did you have a favorite uh, a favorite track off of off of stunt or uh i mean yeah, let me. Th- oh, that's a that's a good question because uh, like the whole thing. Of course, I got for one week. Right, of course. Um, but it's it's all been done. Uh, not to play favorites to <laughs> the podcast title, but it is it was a good song. Yeah, yeah, it's all uh, been done's a classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would I would have to say that one or yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good. I feel like stunt is. And of course, we'll get to this four years from now. But Stun is good. It has like <laughs> even the deep cuts on that album are are like standout hits. That's the golden age of of BNL. <clears throat> I think it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to compare to that. But um, yeah, and there are so many like earworms for it too. Like mm-hmm. if I had a million dollars or um, uh, who needs sleep? Who it still needs, gets stuck in my head. Yes, who needs sleep? Alcohol. I think there was like six or seven singles off of that yeah. album, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of them and they all get stuck in your head. Yes. But I feel bad because I, we're speaking as if we actually know the ba- like oh there were six or seven singles when in reality <laughs> I'm talking out of my ass. I have no idea how many singles that yeah, had. Yeah, don't either. I just know there was a <laughs> Whatever you say, I'll believe you. Right? Yeah. That album went triple platinum. Uh the queen yeah. said it was her favorite <laughs> of the year. The, you know, which, which queen? The Queen Elizabeth. Oh, of England. Okay. Yes. Yep. How she picks her favorite 10 there's albums than, every year. There's more than one queen in in the world. Oh, my apologies. When people say the queen, they often mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be Eurocentric like that if you want to be. <laughs> yes, as my life usually is. We're pivoting from Chumba. I figured we're, we're, we're in the Eurocentric zone right now. That's yeah, that's, that's true. Fair. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Context, very good. Please. Now, Xander, here's the deal. You have... I don't know yeah. if you're still... Do, are you still doing the sorting pod? I haven't, but I'm. there are talks of bringing it back. Okay. Uh yeah. So with the sorting pod, Evan, I don't know if you know, but the sorting pod was a, a podcast where where Xander and a guest would would sort uh, Harry oh. Potter style characters from different media. I thought you said yep. sorting pod. Sorting like, with, with, pod, like a, like a, bladed, a long bladed weapon. Yes, yes, and absolutely. Then, yeah, we sort them and then I stab them. <laughs> yes. So we sort all the members of uh, of Sailor Moon and then you kill them yeah. all. So, you yeah. determine which weapon would be best against yeah, them. Just like what kind of edged weapon would each bare naked lady be? Now that's oh, Whoa. we need to pivot to the, the sorting, sorting pod. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh. So if you, how much do you know? Do you know? Now, I might cut this because it's an insane sure. question. Do you know who yeah. the members of Brennan Ladies are? 
Well, funnily enough, I have the Wikipedia up. Oh, <laughs> good God. Just in case. I see. Now, do you feel confident enough, I know this is a big ask, to sort them? Uh, to sort them? Well, let's see. Because uh, the only people, the only ones I'm like familiar with, I guess, would be like Ed Robertson and Stephen Page. Sure, you can just because... sort those two. That's The other ones don't matter. Sure. They're, they're hey. barely humans. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, Bare Naked Ladies as a whole, I would think would be the Huffle Puffiest Hufflepuffs. Yep. That there's, there's no argument here. That is exactly what I yeah. thought of. <laughs> oh, that's so great. They're like plush animals. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I'd want to put like the front men as, as Hufflepuffs as well. But, you know, Stephen Page is kind of a bad boy. Mm-hmm. He is. You know, they, they all started off as kind of, like, happy-go-lucky Canadians and, you know, as bad boy as a Canadian can be. <laughs> right. uh, but, you know, he got into some trouble and, like, had to step down and stuff like that. So maybe maybe a, a Slytherin or a Gryffindor who's, like, kind of a hold-my-beer Gryffindor. Sure. <laughs> okay. I like that. You can tropify Gryffindors. There's a couple kinds. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're the bro house, for sure. That's <laughs> the frat house of Hogwarts. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. I can see that. And I do like, you know what? I don't think we have to sort them individually because they are faceless yeah. personalities. But I believe hey. that the, <laughs> the band as a whole probably is a Hufflepuff. That's great. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. And I think that that's what's so attractive about them, too, is because especially, you know, this and in, in, in the music industry, it's so serious all the time. Right. And so when you have a comedy band, you're kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the music industry. And you sure. think like nobody is taking you seriously because they think you don't take it seriously. And so to have a band that kind of blows up uh, that their whole shtick is just like, you know, referencing Sailor Moon sure. or like all these like weird pop culture things and and have it be successful is just incredible. Right, right. Um, yeah, it, and it, I, you know it's hard as a as a as a band too. I think especially when you're like the Brand Naked Ladies, where you do funny stuff, but you don't want to be pigeonholed into oh, it's a comedy band. And maybe Library exactly. Bars, you guys feel the same way. Um, I don't know. Yeah, where we run into that is where we do parodies, and we are a parody band. But people think that oh, you just like want YouTube hits, or you want to be the right. next Weird Al, and like. Well, both of those things are true. (laughs) (laughs) We, you know, we are musicians as well. Like we both play instruments and we both, you know, uh, have musical theater backgrounds and are classically trained. Right. Yeah. You know, behind the the dopey veneer, there's always, you know, at least for long lasting stuff, there's always some sort of talent behind it. At least we like to think so. Look at you, tears of a clowning. I'm very (laughs) impressed. I know. Uh, I'm crying right now just thinking about it and yeah clearly Uh, wait let me let me ask you before we get into the song was the mention of the words Sailor Moon what got you into Bare Naked Ladies yes 100% me as well I heard somebody (laughs) talking about Sailor Moon on the radio and I said I'm getting that album Oh my god, <laughs> my love for you has expanded tenfold. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, honestly, the only band I really listened to before them was Weird Al. I had all of Weird Al's albums, yeah. and as a goofy little yeah, yeah. strange child, that's all I listened to. I was like, oh, Sailor Moon, cool, I'm going to buy this album. And then I listened to yep. that, and that's about it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh good, I'm glad to hear I'm not alone in this world. Evan? Yeah, absolutely. What got you into Paranagate? Was it Sailor Moon? It was this podcast. This <laughs> you didn't like them until I asked you to do a podcast. Yeah, I don't think I owned any of their I did. My father owned a bunch of their albums, so I listened to them that way. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, and they were on the radio all the time when sure. I was in high school and college. So Yeah. 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 And every girl I dated seemed to love them. So Indie darlings, yeah. Can't have to. Can't have to. And that's that's how we get back around to <laughs> Mimi consummate. Mimi can't have to. Mimi can't have to. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this week's song. Yeah, maybe a little bit. 
So, uh, the song this week is called I Love You, and let's hear a little bit of it now. Okay, so I love you. Oh boy. Oh uh, yeah. Well, also <laughs> the song. I love you, Xander. Oh, Can I hear a little bit about the song? No, you're misinterpreting me again. Oh, uh, what? How did you feel about this song? Uh, I love it. it. Like not to quote the song itself, uh, but you know, especially in the early days of of Bare Naked Ladies, going back and, and listening. A lot of the stuff that they had feels a little open and um, not. It's obviously not as polished as as their later stuff. Uh-huh. But this one is is jazzy and there's thick harmonies and I'm a sucker for like a barbershop quartet or anything that has like um, like this established like three four part harmonies. Right. And so this spoke to me on on that level. And then uh, like. It, it's just serious enough that it could pass as like a love song, but it still has that like bare naked ladies flair of like the verse where they go into uh, what is it like talking about like fish sticks and and stuff like that. I love soup, ice cream. Sandwiches, I love soup and right? ice cream sandwiches. Exactly, yeah. And it's, it's just like, yep, there it is. That's why I love this. <laughs> I, I I did I did make a special note of. Like, the very first line, I mean, I think we open with the chorus, but then the first line is Stephen Page very confidently saying, I like soup. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's From, one of those things, like, you know that that was something that they threw around, like, what rhymes with I love you? Like, I love soup. I love, soup. I like soup. Well, I like soup. Right. <laughs> well, I like soup. And I like ice cream sand. I like shoes. No, I like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me, oh man. So I, I'm going to already, 12 seconds into discussing this song, uh, take a little bit of a, a, a dive here. <laughs> Guys, is soup a bad food? Soup is bad, right? Ooh, soup is a good food when paired with things. Exactly. You, you can't like, have yeah, soup, it's, soup for it's dinner. It's a condiment. As a condiment. <laughs> I put soup on my hot dogs. Yeah, like a nice hamburger, pour yeah. some vegetable soup on. Yeah. Well, you dip. You dip. Oh, you dip. <laughs> A dip in hot dogs and soup. So, that's like, a, like, like an au jus. Sure, some minestrone au jus. So here's a question. Are you separating yeah, stews yeah, from soup? Or like uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup. That's true, 100%. But even then you're just a step up from ketchup. I mean, you might as well just have ketchup <laughs> on your grilled cheese, right? Or put a tomato on oh, that no, bad toma- boy. Oh, yeah, tomato can soup. Can I get a good. side of hot ketchup and <laughs> it down? <laughs> My favorite side. Just throw some ketchup in the microwave. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think you do have to separate soup from stews yes Evan. you're right a stew yeah. is a hearty a stew is a food a soup is just... if i can chew it then it's food if i can't it's drink <laughs> i guess well like I- i'm I- i've just my mind has been blown you are exactly <laughs> right that's what defines a food can i chew it can i chew it oh my god okay. like i've never thought about it before yeah, you're right. Me neither, to be honest. If so I... soups oper- operate in like a weird liminal zone between food and drink <laughs> because you can drink, you can sip the broth, but you can also chew the little bits inside. That's true. If there are bits. But see, most yeah. of the bits are so soft that chewing is odd. I mean, you squish them, right? I'm in a vegetable you, soup. Yeah. I'm going to make you the nice hardest soup you've ever had, Sucker. <laughs> the tough soup. <laughs> I'm going to make you some tough soup. Please don't. You just, <laughs> just... you just turn every soup into matzo ball soup. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'll there just, are some, yeah, I'll matzo ball soup. just make like a beef soup. stew, a beef soup. 
but I'll put like jerky in it instead of beef. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> really not this is real. We Sto- are making a delicious bare naked meals for the food pod. <laughs> Stone soup. Mm. Bare naked meals. Uh, okay. I'm really excited here because Evan and I, we don't, we try not to talk about the songs too much before we talk about them on the pod because we want to have material sure. to talk about here. But I think yeah. we both exchanged quick Facebook messages like, hey, what do you think about I Love You? And we were both like, I don't know about that song. So I'm so happy to hear that you love it so much because I think yeah. this is going to be a really great counterpoint for us. Yes. Um, because like, I, I fight me. I, I will. <laughs> trust me. Um, like, I, I feel like this is a really, how did you feel about Andy Cregan pretending to be a jazz flute? Uh, <laughs> the part in the middle I was like, love it. Do you really? I absolutely love it. I thought, like, when he's scatting at the end, I think it's really yeah. cool. I think it's really interesting. But when he's giving the lyrics, uh, I just thought, like, this feels like a weird direction for this song. It's definitely different, but you were yeah. a fan. Well, it's because, you know, like I was I was in jazz band and stuff like that. Like I was playing this this music. Mm -hmm. And so it it kind of like turns the tropes on its head of like, this is a jazz song and this is and it's it's a love song. And this is what we're our our version of that. This is what we're going to do with it. Sure. And to be honest, <clears throat> I did not know that there were actually lyrics to like the sketch. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really <laughs> insane. Um, he's he's talking about. I mean, it's a, it's a love song, as you said. Uh, and yeah. he's saying, uh, "You've given me a start. Ain't no doctor, but just take a look at the chart for my heart. Like a dart from the start, I'm coming down <laughs> with something good." Um, it's that's just awesome. It's, yeah, it's a real like he's trying to cram as many rhymes as he can into that uh, yeah. that two second section. And here's yeah. like I, I I wasn't huge on it, but then I watched a video of them doing this song live, and live oh. it's. It's interesting. Was it the one at the chips and dips? It group? was the one on the chips and dip. I was I was really floored by that. They just were so joyless, except for Andy Cregan. One hundred percent, and that's what I wanted oh, no. to talk about. He was is... like, he was like, I like cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. The guy's like, and Ed's like, fish sticks. And he's like, fish sticks. And then, but Cregan, I've never seen the video. Cregan, who wrote this song, the Cregan is just like, he's like bopping around on his little bass and like, oh, I love this song. It's my favorite song. I wrote this song myself. And they're, they're just like, oh god, well, we have to fucking sing this song. And again. that's I think the thing is on chips and dip, which used to be Xander. If you don't know, Barenaked Ladies used to have a cruise which is insane and so they oh my god yeah i know right incredible (laughs) but um so they would i'm sure they would do like four nights of their music Mm -hmm. so by the end you're playing stuff like i love you like super deep cuts simply because you don't want to repeat right and so you could tell they're all like singing this and they're like this is a weird deep cut from this album and everybody's just kind (laughs) of like it's it's the fourth night of this this concert or something but then ed comes in with that scat and the whole crowd like lights up like he's giving it this juice like (laughs) and it's the only thing that brings energy to that stage and that song like i gotta say that he it was weird but it did kind of win me over especially live um sure yeah it was it was i'm I'm just amazed they did this song live at all to be honest with you until i came round. You've given me a start. I ain't no doctor, but just take a look at the chart from an hour from a dark from the start of coming down with something good. It ain't no fever or flu. The doctor said it had to be someone. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Evan, give me give me a hot take you got from this song. Okay, so 
you know, it's sort of the beauty of the album format, right? Uh-huh. It, it, not every song is going to be a one million, the million dollars. It's not going to be <laughs> Brian Wilson. It's not going to be King of Bedside Manor. But there's lots of these sort of deep cuts, I should say, the, right. the, the deeper songs where, you know, they can afford to miss a few. And I feel like for me, this was a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, where, whereas like King of Bedside Manor wasn't. And right. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't like that song, and I did. So I, I think I understand its place. <laughs> Is what I should my is my hot take as filler is that what as, you're saying as as an experiment as a dart at the heart from the start <laughs> you I'm are... coming down with something good but it's not this song <laughs> oh. I see all right I see you have a lot of notes on your thing but basically it all amounts to no that's just that was just my hot take man I got I got lots more to say about the song oh, I do guess. you all right <laughs> yeah I don't know I I um. I did like that this one, just like box set, the song we did last week, the chorus evolves. So, I mean, we have that yes. first chorus that's, you know, I love you, you love me, I'll start a family tree, and that I love me, you love you, which is an interesting... Yeah. The third chorus... <laughs> I love I love it so much. <laughs> Yous loves me. Like, they were just reaching for that, I felt. Well, I think... It's perfect. It, it, it's interesting, <laughs> if only because I understand what they're doing, because the very last thing that Andy sings in his little jazz thing is, I'm lovesick for you, I realize. And from that, they go, I'm lovesick for you, I realize, loves you. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's that... It's that 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 bare naked ladies wordplay that they're they're well known for at this point in their career where they're like well we we gotta have some sort of twist on a phrase um we've seen them do it in almost every song so far and this is their their twist is is let's just go off the word realize Mm -hmm. and bring it back to the chorus which i thought was interesting i thought it was good um, yeah. yeah, it also allows them. Like, I'm originally from Wisconsin, which is basically Canada, okay. and <laughs> and use is a word that is used uh, often, oh. and so to to throw in use uh, in in the last chorus, I think makes a, a ton of sense. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. That's sort of the uh, Evan and I are both from Youngstown, Ohio, Northeast Ohio, and uh, uh-huh. Yins, Yins is very Yins. much, I think, the same as use there. That's a oh that's really Pittsburgh. Yeah, we get the we get the Pittsburgh. Yeah, Yins and, the, and, guys. and, the, and Yins? the Cleveland. We're sort of like the the juxta- like the liminal zone between. I used I used that already to send the border between <laughs> Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Hey, well, let me tell you that apparently I use the phrase "gild the lily" so much in the King of Bedside Gil- Manor episode uh-huh. that one of my friends is making fun of me about it now. I think I used it like three or four times. <laughs> Should gild other flowers. Yeah, why are or we... gild other wonderful things like gild the uh, apple. Gild the apple. Mm. The gilded apple Harrison. sounds like a pub. Oh, mm. it totally. Actually, that's. I was gonna say he made fun of me, but really, in our D and D campaign, he named the pub the Gilded Lily because I, I, I said it so many times. <laughs> the gilded apple sounds like a Harry Potter pub that only like it, Slytherin people yeah. go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Beneath the gilded apple, <laughs> we get some Ooh. tainted butterbeer. <laughs> tainted butter, spiked butterbeer. Spiked butterbeer. Spiked butterbeer. Uh, that's a real thing. I live uh, next to uh, Universal Studios out here in, in Los Angeles, right. and you can go in the the world of Harry Potter, and you can ask for fire water, and they just give you a little shot of whiskey that you can put in your butterbeer. Oh my god! If you know to ask awesome. for it. Awesome! Oh wow. yeah. man, that sounds great. Um, all right, I, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, I had, yeah, I was down in Florida, and I had butterbeer down there, and it was delightful. Did they do they serve it fire is. water at? at do you know? You I don't didn't know. ask for you it. You didn't know no. the secret menu. I drank a lot menu. of regular beers, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ask for a... You need to look up the secret menu before you go to places like this. Did you ask for a whirling fizz gig? 
That's not that's not a thing. <laughs> that's when that's when the bartender has one of those party ah, and he does it in your face and then he punches you. Yeah. <laughs> I somehow knew I was gonna get hit at the end of that. Right. I think that's how all your stories should end. Um Yeah, okay. Let me I'm gonna I'm gonna read some notes I have here. Um Andy is a golden god in this. That bass line. Yeah fucking mm-hmm. rocks and he's he's this yeah. is the first one he's sung lead vocals on too yes we'll see a lot more of him i think in the next album but i think this is really where he yeah he shines in this song he's got vocals his the bass line is incredible um i thought steve steve's improvs at the end were also really good where he's like i love you man. like it, it's it's energy this song desperately i feel like needed some energy <sighs> you didn't like it talk, talk <laughs> <Yeah>. to me <laughs> you love me Let's make a family So let's, I just want to talk about the lyrics for a second. Okay, go ahead. So this is a love song, right? We uh-huh. were agreeing that. It's called I Love You. Mm-hmm. So let's diagram this relationship, shall we? Well, uh, oh, God. <laughs> here's the thing. Before we diagram the relationship, I want to say this is a love song in filtered through the lens of Gordon, which is an album about yeah. selfish young male protagonists who don't understand yes. what they have and okay. are squandering it. It's an album about youth and how shitty people are in their youth. I thought it was about aliens. Shut the fuck up! You didn't want to talk about aliens. <laughs> the Ballad of Gordon, man. Okay. We should bring that up. All right, I let's think. go ahead and talk about the Ballad so, of Gordon. So friend of the pod, Brian Wilson, a master brewer. That's not his name. Brian Wolf. Brian Wolf. God, I was so... <laughs> friend of the pod, Brian Wilson from the... From the Beach from Boys. From the Beach Boys. From the Beach Boys. <laughs> and also Gordon the album. Yes. They recognize him from James Bond fame. Okay. Br- friend of the pod, Brian Wolf, uh, brought to our attention that there is a... The Bare Naked Ladies did a public service announcement for Fox in the late 90s, I want to say. Uh, early mid- 90s. Early 90s. And it's called The Ballad of Gordon. Mm-hmm. And we'll put a little bit of it in right here. Hell, I'll put the whole thing in right here. Yeah, it's only a minute and a half long. <laughs> there was darkness, there was light. There was day and there was night. There was wrong and there was right. And then there was me, you didn't even know me, but you treated me like dirt. And then there was me, you didn't even know me, but you called me a jerk. And then there was me. I'm from a planet near a star you wouldn't know. It's very far. They're calling me the man from Mars, and I think they're insulting me. They tried to take my special suit. Insulting me. They say my head looks like fruit. What is fruit? Insulting me. Put your hands up or I'll shoot. I don't the galaxy I flew Heard a peaceful message sent by you Now I find you're judged by color and size I can't believe what you call my eyes I'm the guy who sails the sky But I think I'd like to live here Like to share your mountains, share your trees and share your rivers I've never seen so many beings of so many colors I'd like one day for you to say that I can call you brother I'd like to learn about your pizza and your weather And we could learn about how beings live together So if you're thinking about being a spaceman It won't matter if you're black or white Or purple or green or blue or red Or yellow with polka dots on your head Or made of snow or made of wheat Or looking like something that's So I didn't know we were going to start referencing Ballad of Gordon in this episode, but I I feel like it's it's a crime that Ballad of Gordon was left off of this album. I don't know if they recorded it afterwards as just sort of like a thing for Fox. I I think that's the case because I... 
this when Brian oh. talked about this, he he cued me into the video, and it was like I was unlocking a secret memory because I remembered it. <laughs> Do I you remember really? watching it as a kid? I've never seen this. Movie. Wow. And I'd seen this. Yeah, me neither. I saw it before I knew who the bare naked ladies were. Right. And so I'm like, these people are really interesting. So maybe that was my introduction to the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, that's interesting. So, so this is, it's called The Ballad of Gordon. Obviously, this album is called Gordon. And it is, mm-hmm. so you think that the Gordon of this song, Evan, represents the Gordon of this album. So there are perhaps, I don't know, let's say a billion different names in the world. Uh-huh. Why would you choose the same namesaker? No. Are they talking about <laughs> That's a different... true. He's got a point. Maybe it's aliens. <laughs> no. <laughs> Right, so you, said, you said the songs about you, people, kids who are selfish and don't really understand like human mores and aren't really getting. I think how to interact with other people. Uh, fair. What if the whole so, album? Yeah, that's what this whole album is about: is not understanding how to. Yeah, I thought I it was fe- about vampires, but it might be about aliens. But I feel like the 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 alien of the Ballad of Gordon understands how to interact with people better than people do. Isn't that the whole idea? Is like, hey, on my planet doesn't matter what color you are doesn't matter if you got arms or not like, i don't think that i don't think he says that no it's the implied well i think everybody on his planet is the same oh because shit. he finds out that you're all like oh, you're all shit. categorized by color and oh, size yeah, and whatnot. Like, oh, God. so so you think this alien has a girlfriend or I, I think he's trying to get one very badly if judging by the lyrics of this <laughs> song he's not doing a good job of it <laughs> Oh my god! Because like the lyric that flu- that throws me for a loop is like, oh, what was it? Like every time I'm in town, you're blue. Why are you blue whenever I'm in town? Right. And I was like, oh, is this like a? I was like, is it stalkery or is it weird? Does she not want to see you? But now, if it's you're an alien, Maybe she's literally blue. <laughs> she's literally she's literally blue. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I guess I can see that. Okay, well that makes this song. And it actually makes more sense because he's listing very normal human foods. I like ice cream. I like. Yeah. <laughs> like I like fish sticks. I like <laughs> soup. Sticks. It was proven with Doctor Who. <laughs> yes, right. But I, oh man. All right. And then, and he's learning English. Right. <laughs> like how to conjugate the verb. Ice loves you. But he's yeah. playing with, he doesn't un- quite understand our language, so he's playing with the words in very interesting ways. Oh my God. May I submit an alternate reading of I Love You? Of course. Yeah. So I think that this song is clearly about a car crash and the driver's subsequent waking life. Okay. Okay. Whoa. So here's the deal. The driver is driving along. He's thinking about his crush. This is the whole opening part, the I okay. love you section. But then he runs a red sure. light. The other driver has a green because, of course, we have this green-blue colorblind confusion. Why are you blue whenever I'm in town? So he's freaked out that the lights <laughs> okay. don't look at me like that. This is Oh, by the way, this is how you look at me every time I'm talking. So. I guess life was fine oh. until I came around. Nobody had a problem until I ran this red light. Okay. okay. And then Aunt- Also, just real quick to, to further your point – in Japanese, they're referred to as blue lights. Do the, Even though they're green, I, it's referred to as a blue and light. And as I suspected, the narrator of this song is Japanese. Of course. <laughs> Thank you, Sander. So we have our, our Asian, uh, our Japanese driver. Uh, Andy Scat is the moment of impact. We have this fast action. We have these flashes of confusing hospital stuff. Like, you've given me a start. Ain't no doctor. Take a look at the chart. Ain't no fever flu. These are the paramedics okay. in the EMT, in the ambulance. Uh, just sort of like they're, they're checking. They're making sure that he's not dead. So he's like... He's like, I've got a big fever, Doc. I'm in love sick. And they're like, no, man, you're really injured. You're seriously hurt. <laughs> and then we have a description of he sees the other driver at the moment of impact. He said it had to be someone with brown hair and blue eyes. Like, that's the image that's stuck in his head. This woman's horrified giving face the police statement. as her car hits his. Directly so after he hit this, the woman that he was in love with? 
you know, I hadn't considered that, but boy, isn't that some dramatic irony? Maybe he's maybe it was on purpose. <laughs> maybe it was on purpose. Oh shit, he was like he, he like was driving around suicide. his neighborhood like stalk. Oh, you think he was a? Well, this guy's definitely a stalker. Oh yeah. shit! So if I can't have you, no one can. I'm going to ram into your car. Well, finish your finish your thing, and I'll I'll get into my my diagram well, of the relationship. Sure. Yes. Directly after this, he slips into a coma, which is when his speech gets confused. <laughs> the the eyes loves you, this <laughs> loves me. And then at the very end of the song, we do have this kind of normal chorus that like this outro, like how did you know I loved you? So I don't you know that stuff like. And I was like, I love you. How do we how do we square this away? And in the music video that is my head, he's just remembering like he sees bumpers kissing bumpers, and so this <laughs> I love you part is just cars smashing into each other in the music video of his waking life as he slips into unconsciousness. Um, I applaud you. Thank you. For once, I did an an Evan-style reading (laughs) of this song. Uh, Alright, diagram this relationship for us. So, okay, let's just go by how the song works out. So it starts off, I love you, you love me, right? Uh Uh-huh. Let's have kids. Okay. Like, that's the first fucking thing out of his mouth. Real quick. Like, let's, let's, yeah, let's get married have get get so this is like either the worst tinder date ever or <laughs> yeah like, so here are some foods i like <laughs> and then and then it cuts to no i don't only think about myself stop walking away get back here like he like chases her down <laughs> sure let me explain don't walk away uh-huh. and then he's like i love you you love me i love you you love me <laughs> He's insisting to her that she loves him. Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, wait, you don't fucking walk away from me. And oh, it, Jesus. It said, he says he knows a lot about her, but he doesn't really mention anything except that she has brown hair. Yeah. That's mm. And blue eyes? Sure, sure. So it's a physical description, right? Yeah. So he he's just describing her physical. So this is re- just a really bad tinder date at best at a full-on restraining order at worst like uh-huh. he even goes as like i guess your life was fine till i came around like i'm just fucking trouble yeah 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 Man, yikes so i think that this is just really kind of gross yeah we're bringing this dark i think I yeah know. in the best way it would be like a it reminded me of like an 80s or 90s sure. sitcom sure like something like a sweaty guy would pitch in like a pitch session right like Donnie Lebowitz is a lovable loser yeah. cobble, who works at Walmart and has an aging mother and no prospects. But when a magical shoe machine gives him the power to step into other people's feet, he immediately starts raping women. Oh God! God. Is this how the cobbler came around? Yeah. That was, I don't know. Maybe. Oh good God! Or like Glarbach isn't from around here. In fact, he's not from around anywhere. <laughs> when his space pod crashes in British Columbia, he's saved by a, a pair of Twin roommates. <laughs> Twin roommates. This is a good pitch. I want to have oh you in the room God. when we pitch I Love You, the sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> Barry is a lounge singer who's down on his luck. <laughs> but when his ex-wife runs off to Puerto Rico with her new boyfriend, he's left with twins. <laughs> Where do you a precocious pair of children with serious daddy issues. <laughs> Jesus. You keep saying twins. We're miscommunication and hijinks about. It's genetic. <laughs> this hard-drinking father finds that is the true meaning of family. Christmas. It's always Christmas. Oh, my uh, God. Well, I don't know what to say. I think we've definitely cracked the code. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could talk about like the uh, the music, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, let's come back to the music. Let's let's give up with this. Let's go back to this. Unless, be- unless you have anything else to say about the lyrics, this best think, Western yeah, commercial sounding. Well, music. I mean, given, like seven different my, readings. Yeah. My initial like this is like not to bring it to more serious territory, but like my no, initial please, please. reaction to it was, oh, this guy lost his virginity to like a one night stand. 
And so it's oh, that like when you go through it when you when you have fallen for somebody and like you lose your virginity and you're just obsessed yep. with that person but they're not yeah. obsessed with you. Ooh. All that phenylethylamine gets released yeah. and yeah. you bond to them. And, and I'm feeling like I'm feeling like he's also drunk. Like that would explain like the slurring towards the end. So, <laughs> I love you. so he's like steadily getting more drunk. So he's just this drunk guy who like tries to chase this woman down with a car. I okay. guess. Yeah. Right. No, and then I, hits her. I, hits her with a car. Aside. He's also an alien. <laughs> Christ. He's just alien. He doesn't understand love. Combine all of. I Ice loves you. He loves and it's definitely like, it. like Dr. Mario, just to bring it full circle back. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yes. Um, yeah. I, uh, okay, so 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 bring it bringing it musically. Talking about this musically, what I like. Um, I do like the the syncopation with the uh, I guess life was fine. Like yeah. I love those little like yeah. beats that he gives there. I guess life. that is very like barbershop very much like trying to break up mm-hmm. like the monotony but still stay in harmony and to do a trick where you're in harmony but breaking up the rhythm or changing keys is always like impressive right. good good i love having real musicians on this podcast yeah okay uh what anything else on the the actual song itself yeah, I, mean, I, mean, was, I liked the like the piano and the organ the drums were pretty good like they the, the, the way they fronted the bass sure yeah i mean it is cregan song of course he'd write himself like the best most <laughs> did i wonder if he wrote this he did oh, he, he did, did write yeah, this song he wrote this song oh, okay, okay. Um, but that's also playing so, on like a jazz motif of like you think of a jazz like quartet of just like a, a bass and like maybe a small drum kit or something like that and then some harmonies sure yeah absolutely I so think. i know you say like i i don't think this song is guilty of gilding the pickle <laughs> uh, because, that's my new stripper I mean, name is the gilded pickle, <laughs> the gilded pickle. Oh, God, it's so good. that's a that's hogsmeade by night yeah <laughs> hogsmeade after dark yeah. the gilded pickle opens up for business oh god Come I could visit me on Diagon Island. I feel like there's a lot of room for kink in like the Harry Potter world. Is, I don't even. Is oh there yeah. A Harry Potter kink community. Is I'm there a huge? There's, there's, there's I a mean, huge, I know there's, there's a huge. There's Nocturne Alley in in Diagon Alley. That's just like the kink bars, like the leather bars and stuff. Oh, is it like the red light district? Yeah. Is this a canon thing? Nocturne Alley is where you go to get like shady ingredients for your potions and stuff. But oh. you know that there's some other shady stuff going down. Going down. Shh. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just I can't even imagine. Right. I'm not really that adventurous of a like sexually myself, so it's hard for me to like wrap my head around like what sort of shit you can do with magic, right? bringing magic into pile. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, whirling fizz gigs all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, just yeah. grease up some house elves and dive in. Oh God! <laughs> and then- dive into a pool of greased house elves. <laughs> Master gave Dobby a leather mask. Oh, I'm, I'm free now. <laughs> but I think that I, I like so this this song isn't guilty of gilding the pickle. I okay, say. good. I, yeah, that, I, I don't think there's too much. Like there's the wood block, which is kind of irritating to me. <laughs> right. but, like a cowbell. But the organ. Yeah. I really liked the organ, um, and I liked the uh, piano too. I mean, they're solid. Obviously, I think it's the other Cregan on the piano. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he does do this. Yeah. So, oh, and, actually. And there's some competent drumming. Yeah, there as is. usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did piano on this track. Yep. Yeah. You got it. I know. Uh cool. Anything Xander, what do you think? Any any last um 
thoughts on this song? I mean, I don't think that it's something that would be played at like my wedding or anything like that. But <laughs> right. like if I had to to sit down and write a song from scratch, like this is not a bad stab at it. You know, it's their it's kind of their first album and this takes like a different turn to show like the diversity that they bring to the table. And like with them with the scatting stuff, you can kind of see the the bare bones structure of something that you get in like one week where it's it's quick and yeah. and wordy and mm-hmm. and so I think that this is uh, essential uh, Bare Naked Ladies, like, boiled down. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say, I, I don't know if I'd put it on the best of, but I yeah. don't think it's it's uh, it's it's not a Bare Naked Ladies song. Clearly, they're trying to hit their roots, I'd say. Yeah, and honestly, uh, it's been a ton of fun to go back and re-listen to it, because it's, it's been a while. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's, I, I, honestly, I think we've, I, you've, you guys have turned me around on this song. <laughs> Wait, I was arguing in favor of it. No, I just made it way I more fun. You? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> The scat to, for me, the scat bridge was like a twist ending that was, I mean, because a good twist should be evident with, within the context of the narrative. So yeah. like, it was ubiquitous but, and unexpected. Uh-huh. They were hinting at it. They had a scat right. before. I know, right. I know it makes sense, but like the it just kind of it caught me. Of course, I'm like, of, oh, a fucking course, there's scatting in this song. Like, <laughs> like the first couple of times I listened to it, I'm like, you need ah, to- scat, great. <laughs> It's interesting how deep they dive into uh, jazz because the first song on this album, Hello City, is very, very barbershop. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we typically, I'm thinking of future albums and we don't hear a lot of that. So I feel like they experimented with it on this album and did all right, but neither Hello City nor this song are big hits. And so they ended up just sort of dropping it as they went forward. But it is interesting to kind of go back into their history and, mm-hmm. and hear stuff like this and, and, and kind of see where they came from. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hey, do you think, real quick, to either of you. Yeah. The line, is it, I like ice cream sandwiches too, or I like ice cream sandwiches too? Does he like oh. ice cream and sandwiches, or does he like ice cream sandwiches? I think he says, I like soup, and I like, and, and. Co- comma, and. So he's, there's no other, there'd be another comma in there, I you, think. You don't think it could be a semi or well, he would, <laughs> it, <laughs> Grammatically, you can't, it'd be difficult to make a construction like that in English. Like, yeah, but it's I built my house out of bricks and wood st- steel. <laughs> I built my house out of bricks and wood. Steel, too. He doesn't say two. He does, he does. Oh, I guess he does. Too. Yeah, that's the whole crux of the sentence. Uh, yeah. But I feel like I feel like it'd be punctuated differently. Plus, you don't put an and at the second thing in the... Uh, go ahead, Zane, sorry. Well, but he also says, I like fish sticks, so it's not the last... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Last. Uh, I mean, sandwiches are great, but ice cream sandwiches feels like it's worthy to be put into a song. That's true. That is true. Ice cream sandwiches are, are just weird enough to pair with soup and fish sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a full meal. There's, like, an appetizer and <laughs> main course and a dessert. Well, we're doing our Bare Naked Lady food cast. I hope so. Yeah, we do have to do that food cast eventually. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's also funny that Stephen Page only likes food. Basically, he likes food and himself. Hey, man, if I, if I had a band writing songs, I would only write songs about food. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. He just, like, opened up a fridge in his freezer and is like, what, what do I have? This is what it, what's going in the song. <laughs> This next concept album is about the current contents of my refrigerator. Everybody eats. <laughs> okay, uh, tell you what, guys, we're going to be right back on It's All Been Done. Hey, Evan. Yes, Saker. How are you? I am ready to hear an advertisement for an amazing podcast. Oh, it's this time, this podcast is something, hey, if you got children in the room, cover your ding-dang ears. because Cover your ding-dongs. Evan, are you one of those people who thinks filthy is funny? Uh, depends. Okay. Do you like to have your childhood ruined? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> a weird question to say yes to. Um, I guess. Do you? It depends on how you like. Is it? Am I getting wiser? No, I'm inserting bad memories into your brain about uh, your childhood. No. no. <laughs> well, you already said maybe, so. Okay, maybe, maybe. Okay, um, I'm, in, I'm in on this. Well, if you like having bad memories inserted into your brain, then Dirty Story Night is for you. This competitive erotic fan fiction contest resulted yeah. in 95 stories over two years, all of them still available on the podcast feed. Does that sound like something you'd be into? You should give it a try. I know people who would be interested in it. As do I, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I think that we yeah, could... I think we're, we're doing our job and getting the word out about this wonderful erotic fanfic. <laughs> Absolutely. A competition, even. I mean, we, we did a little bit of our own Harry Potter a couple episodes ago. Ooh. How do you... Or unless this might be the episode where <laughs> we actually know. did it. You... So you want to dive into a greased up pile of house elves? <laughs> how do you rate a winner for... Er Is it how turned on it made you or how like well written it was or no, i don't really feel qualified to comment on the level of skill in a fanfic right i think i if i were judging mm -hmm. i would judge it on eroticism mm -hmm. i would judge it on how well it plays with the characters and narrative of the fan fiction right or the, 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 established, the, the, the established universe and i would judge it on um i already said titillation so i would judge it on length Linger. <laughs> I want them to take the, the, the margins of the pages, uh, the words all the way out to the, uh, the margins. Uh, landscape. They do it landscape. <laughs> if that if that story shaped like a soda can, I don't mean um, We are currently, they're currently recording more stories and podcasts, and the podcast will be back soon. In the meantime, you've got dozens to listen to over and over again. Dirty Story Night and all of their shows can be found at iabdpresents.com, and don't forget to support them at patreon.com slash iabd. Please do so. All right, we're back. So um, at this point, uh, we're going to decide whether this song is bare naked or fully clothed. So uh, Xander, for your sake, the more bare naked the song is, uh -huh. the better we like it. The more clothes it has on, uh, the worse the song is. So Evan, we're going to start as usual with you. Was this song bare naked or fully clothed? It was wearing like a spacesuit, <laughs> like a full-on spacesuit. I did not like. I could see its face, maybe like okay. flashes of its face. I did but not through the glass. I did not like this song at all. Okay, I felt like it was it was a miss for me. I understand that it's objectively not a bad song, mm. but uh, yeah, it was not not. A, I was not a fan. I feel like this song pushed all my like real creepy but like red flag <laughs> buttons, and it did kind of you kind of turn me around on it. Like when you said that Gordon was about kids who are not good people mm. yeah the whole album's kind of so, conceit i think but are you sure that's what it is or it's we just, what enid are, was about that's what bare naked i know Oakley okay so we about. are we are just talking it we're it's not what the bare naked ladies no, themselves they, have said they about. said that this th well they said this album is about childhood okay or and, like growing up and really art is up to the beholder like <laughs> it's not what it's the true, artist the says author. yeah 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 that's a good right, point right but i mean there's there's a difference between them writing this consciously as from the perspective of a young man who is not a good person and them being young men who aren't good people who are writing what they think are love songs. That's a, there's a big difference to that for me. So so you think that they may have unironically written this song because they're bad people and this is what they think love is? I don't know. I wanted to ask you what you think. I don't. I don't think that... Because, I mean, if you'd ask me if you'd ask me when I was 19 or 20 what like love is and that sort of thing, I would give you a very different answer than I give you now at mm -hmm. 37. Yeah. <laughs> at at, at 25, I how, old I, how old I am. Um, boy, I don't know. 
I think they're old enough to know better. It's uh, funny. It's because I never pictured bare naked ladies as anything more but dads. Like even when I was younger, <laughs> and even now, like they're just dads. It's a dad band. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally yeah. true. I, but I think yeah, when this album came out, they were like in their early to mid twenties. So yeah, that's this is crazy. Like, yeah, but this, right? song, <laughs> but this song was probably written when they were like in their late teens. I That's imagine. true because sure. this is some early work for them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, boy. Uh, well, okay. So I, I, as far as as my bare naked to fully clothed rating, I, I feel like. Just to keep some thematic relevance here, this is uh, this song is wearing a big like 1920s one piece swimsuit. Like ah. it's covering from like it's one of those short sleeve all the way down to their I ankles. I think, I think we've used that rating before. Ah, so. fuck. Okay, hang no, on. It's fine. No, it's fine. No, no, no. We gotta no, have some no, consistency no, no, sometime. No, no. This is song is now wearing a short sleeve snowsuit. Is that it's wearing a. <laughs> It's wearing a full snowsuit, but all the it's taken scissors and cut off the arms and legs. Yeah, go style. Yeah, right. Like it's uh, not no, it's quite got... functional, but it's making a statement. Exactly. That's exactly okay, okay. what this song is. This? It's not this? functional, but it's making a statement. It was wearing. It was fully clothed, and then it got in a car accident, and the paramedics had to cut a lot of its clothes off. And also aliens. <laughs> yes. Okay, you're right. This song was on in a tuxedo on its way to senior prom, and then it got into a horrible car accident. Jesus. So at different points, it is both bare naked and fully clothed. Oh Xander, what do you got? Bare naked or fully clothed? I, w- I was going to say like a loose kind of sheer caftan with a straw hat. Because like, it, it's a nod to like the barbershop quality of it, but it, sure. and it's not quite naked or bare naked. But like you could get away with it in public, but y- you can see everything. Right. Okay. I feel like this song wants to take off its clothes so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, the, and the desperation in it makes me what makes me not want to see it naked. Uh, this song is is super horny. I think you're yes. probably right. Yeah. It's just a desperate uh, horny song. Oh, yeah. A, this song's like an incel. It's a you up text. Oh jeez. Uh, Xander, thank you so much for being on this week where we talked about Harry Potter and sex oh way God. too much. It's my dreams come true. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we let you go? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, right now I'm on a show on Geek and Sundry that's currently airing every Wednesday called We're Alive Frontier. And it's a, a zombie-style RPG show where Ooh. if we die in the game, we die in real life. We die in real life. We're kicked off the show, and there are, like, replacements oh. and stuff like that. So uh, that's all on projectalpha.com. And then, uh, as always, the Library Bards. We're a nerd parody band, and uh, we're traveling around. We're on tour right now, and so we're going to be in Missouri and Chicago at, for Fumpfest, actually. Uh, Phoenix and then uh, Gen Con is coming up so check out Library Bards everywhere for our tour schedules. That's exciting. Yeah, if you come to Fump Fest in Chicago, you can hear both Xander's band and my band. It's Yay! gonna be a joy. Yeah. <laughs> um what's uh when I are you playing? You will be there? I won't be there. Okay, great. My Thanks, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um when are you playing Gen Con? Uh, you know? uh, yeah, Gen Con, we've got uh, potentially six performances. Which what is in co- the oh my fuck? God. It's crazy. We're paired up with the uh, theater troupe Dungeon Master, which we're also a part of. And so right now, I think three performances are confirmed, and there's three kind of in limbo. But oh, you come, God. and you, you're the uh, character, and you come up, and you play, and it's improvised. Uh, we have, like, a structure of an adventure, but the decisions that you make as the party affects the outcome. And so hmm. Library Bards is going to be opening for that uh, and then playing the game as well. That's awesome. So it's like it's like UCB, but yeah, a geek. Exactly. <laughs> a, a geek sort of thing. It's oh, D&D that's, on that's, stage. That's, that's cool. That's really cool, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so oh, much. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. I'm sorry I didn't bring pizza. I, th- I heard that was kind of a thing. <laughs> 
It is. We expect all of our guests. No, we expect it, but no one has ever brought us pizza. You can ship it to 205. No, I was like, give me your address. address. I'm pulling up Domino's right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Xander. We'll talk to you later. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Evan, it's time for our bonus segment today. We're going to do a quick one. So I'm spinning that bonus. We've we? got a lot of new segments. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we came up with a bunch of new ones. Uh-huh. This segment is called I Live With It Every Day. So, Evan... Okay. With I live with it every day. If this song played constantly, how long before you jumped off a building? <laughs> That's a really quick segment. It is a quick segment. Uh, well, like, because you have a family. I, I want to stress could, that you. Have, I'm, I'm really thinking. Like, you have a I want to make a, a joke child. about it, but I think I could bear this song for, for your entire life. I hate it, but I think I could grin and bear it. If it was just playing, is it playing like where? I have to like to ask people to speak up, like I can hear it, or is it like just playing on loop in my head, like a, like an earworm. Sure. So from now on, we have to do some some yeah. We're gonna have to figure out the parameters of this segment. So we're gonna say that it is playing at a volume where you can hear other people fine, but it never it's it's at a constant fifty percent in so your head. But it's loud enough and intrusive enough that you can't not know you're listening to it. Like it never fades into the background. Absolutely. Okay. And whenever so, you feel like you're drowning it out, it spikes the volume yeah, just a yeah. little. So it has to. So how, how will I sleep? Will it let me not sleep? well. Will it let me sleep? I guess is my question. Uh, fitfully. Okay. So just like having a baby. So I can live with that, and it's better than screams, which is what my usual sleeping <laughs> soundtrack is. I actually. <laughs> I have uh, in my office a queue of like MP3s that uh-huh. I play, uh, just someone screaming for about three or four minutes. <laughs> Do you? And anytime someone asks me what I'm listening to, because I hate being bothered at work, <laughs> I just switch to that and then unplug the thing, and it's just like human screams. And then I just plug it back in, and they're just like, <laughs> they never bother me again. Oh my god! Your coworkers think you're an insane person. No, they think it's hilarious because they're good people and they're very patient with me. <laughs> so, Saker, how long could you live with Wait, this song? So, is your answer your entire life? I could probably bear it. Yeah. Wow. I don't. I don't like this song, but for my my children, at least until my son like goes to college and goes out on his own, mm-hmm. then I'm off a of bridge. Bets are off. <laughs> All bets are off. See, because I feel like yeah, you're used to screams now, but when 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 your when your son turns five or six, he's gonna stop screaming at night, presumably. Well, I'm the kind of person who always has a song running through their head. Oh, okay. Like I always do. So if I just replaced all that, I'm just thinking like if I replaced all that with just this forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had a song running through my head for like weeks. Yeah. And I have songs that come up again and again, and I don't remember them off the top of my head, but there are a couple. But um, I think that I think I could do it. Wow, I'm impressed. Okay, so. I live with it every day till the end of my life for you. For me, um, I'm going to say, boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. It sure is hard to be Celeste. Um, I'm going to say that I could live with this song for about eight or nine months before I was convinced. I, I mean, honestly, I, I think when I when I have a fever... I get thoughts in my head that won't leave my head and they drive me like, like I feel like I have to like do something to get them out of my head. <laughs> I've, I've been there with the drill in the garage to my head, ready to let those demons No, I haven't done that far, but I feel like this scares some trepanning, some home tripping. Yeah. Trepanning. Is that what that's called? Trepanning is where they drill a hole in your head. Yeah. The ghosts out. Ooh. It's actually a viable way of like, taking care of yourself yeah i think there, no there's, i don't no, there's there's like medical it's 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 a medical procedure like when you get too much pressure inside your skull like drilling really? a hole to relieve some of the pressure and head, head wounds do it i know that the aztecs practiced it and i remember reading an article that said yeah actually it was not a bad idea sometimes 
Not, so, not as ubiquitous as they might have done it, but and but they, that the Romans did it too. Next I mean, time I have a bad headache, you're no, saying it's okay for me. you do not want to trip on yourself. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think eight or nine months and then I'd die. <laughs> I think you I, would kill yourself or, I you, would would, or myself. you would die? Uh, I would kill myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think. So this song is like It Follows, only it's always there. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> this song is like It Follows, only when the demon catches you, it doesn't like have sex with you and kill you. It just leaves, it's like, leaves like a wet handprint. <laughs> it just keeps touching you. <laughs> With his fucking greasy hands. You're never dry. Yeah, he just keeps... You just smell like pizza. Like, this guy is fucking... Like, don't walk away from me. (laughs) Don't walk away. Yeah, if this were a better song, I think I could live my life out. But yeah, I Love You is rough. I think if, if this were a worse song... It might be 90 seconds. <laughs> it be, if somebody a, told me, this is forever now, I would just be like, well. I do sing my son songs a lot that, yeah. I, or that I'm changed to be about babies and mostly, but I, I was singing him, I love poo all this week <laughs> when I was changing his diaper. It's so good. I love poo. Poo loves I me. Love poo. Ice cream <laughs> sandwiches too. <laughs> so uh, now we move on to a little segment that we call Bare Naked Males. If you have something that you want us to answer on the podcast, we are more than happy to do so. Uh, right now we have a piece of Bare Naked Males. And this piece of Bare Naked Males is from... You need to cue these up before we... I'm going to cut all this out. Are you? <laughs> what if I say something really funny? <laughs> you won't. I might as well <laughs> I cut out worry all about, of your dialogue. I wouldn't worry about Here that. Here we go. Uh, this <laughs> many... be awesome to have a podcast, like a, a co-host, but then cut all their dialogue <laughs> out. <laughs> so they're just, they're just there. It's a great theme for... Uh, now I'm leaving all this in, <laughs> goddammit. I, I got you, you, you. motherfucker. Um, this question is from Helen Mann. And uh, Helen says, Hey guys, you seem to have a lot of animosity towards the post-page part of the collection, but you also say you're rather unfamiliar with it. Two questions. Number one, how can you have such strong opinions and simultaneously be unfamiliar with the material? And number two, under threat of an hour-long loop of Don't Blame It On Yoki, can you pick a post-page song that you don't instinctively hate? I really like what you put out so far and really looking forward to getting past Gordon, my least favorite album. Oh, wow. Keep it up, Helen. Damn, Helen. Yeah, shots fired. Yeah, for real. Gordon is, uh, I mean, he's got some stinkers sometimes, but for the most part, how can you deny Brian Wilson if I had a million dollars? Yeah. Okay, so let's... It might might be overplayed. Maybe, maybe, maybe. She might have a visceral reaction to that. I mean, I can see hating these songs. I hate a couple of them. (laughs) Well, Box set in particular, and then also this. And then I think a couple songs we're going to talk about (laughs) next couple weeks. We're We're in the weird doldrums of Gordon. Gordon, yeah, where this is like a, a lot of filler. We're like the salt marshes. Really we like have to slog is. through this till we get to million dollars. This is the never-ending swamp of Gordon. But I mean, there was like Kings of Bedside Manor, and I've never heard that song before. That's fine. I fucking loved it. Starting at this song, well, box set for you, but this song for me is where we're going downhill a little bit. Okay. The next like three or four, maybe. But so let's I, save it for. Those so episodes. the answer to the first part of your question, Helen, is that we are hypocrites. <laughs> I will say that Evan uh, has not really heard much post-page. No. I have listened to every Bare Naked Ladies album as they release. I've not really returned to them very often. So I've at least, I have I have more than a passing familiarity with them. Um, and I just think that the quality has has dipped. But yeah, Evan is just a hypocrite. Yep. All of his life. Let me tell you a story about Evan. Please. Um, oh once... God, no. No, you son of a bitch. <laughs> once we were playing a game together <laughs> and I watched him cheat. And I said to him, Evan, you've just cheated. And I said to him privately this this phrase. And he said, all right, uh, I, I will not cheat again. Wait, That's not how fuck. I remember the story. Okay. I've forgotten it now. So we were all, it was late at night and we yes. were playing bang and, and we, we were, were all drunk. very drunk. Yes. And I had been in jail the entire game. That's right. 
So I stacked the deck to get my character out of jail so that I could take a turn. And Saker saw me, and he, he said, hey, wait, you cheated. And I said, no, I didn't. And then he, I just sort of gaslit him for a while, basically. <laughs> Great. And uh, so I could have gotten away with it. Yeah. Uh, you were, you were going to let the matter drop. I think so. And then I found you later, privately, because I felt bad about it. I felt so bad about it. I said, yes, you actually did catch me cheating. I'm very sorry. Uh, we have known each other you can for tell, this long. You can tell everyone, but... You're like, I, I want to tell everyone. And I'm like, please, <laughs> please don't tell everyone. And you're like, I want to tell everyone. So I'm like, okay, you can tell everyone, but then you have to promise never to mention it again. <laughs> yes. So not only did Saker tell everyone, he brings it up at every opportunity. I really do. And the worst part is that I've forgotten 90% of this story other than Evan cheated and doesn't want yeah, me to tell people. It was a, it was a horrible, a horrible mistake. <laughs> One that I hope you never lived down. <laughs> well, you'll see to it. You'll see to it. How long I before you jump off a bridge? I am embarrassed. <laughs> because of your memories of Bay. So yeah, I have I have really little uh, encounters with the post-page uh, Bare Naked Ladies. And I think that a lot of it is just nostalgia, really, because I have so much good feelings about when with Paige. Right. I'm kind of, I mean, I, I'm kind of outing myself as kind of a nostalgia jerk. Right, right. Like, you're not what I thought you were anymore. <laughs> um. And then in answer to the second question, do you know the the stuff well enough to pick a post song? I do not, song? but could you? I definitely could. Um I, I'm gonna need to to kind of look at the at the um at the discography here real quick, but I absolutely I think there are some songs on Grinning Streak has uh I think Boomerang is a good song. Gonna walk, I really, really love. What's the um uh four seconds, which I believe is from Silverball, maybe? Nope, Silverball just sucks straight through. Um <laughs> Jesus. Uh, four seconds is on all in good time. I think four seconds is a great song. I think we're kind of spoiling, uh, some of the stuff that's coming up in the future, but I do think they have productive stuff post PPBNL is hard <laughs> to, to define, uh, or it, it's, it's hard to pin down because I think they do have some, some great stuff. Um, but it just doesn't have the same streak that it has, uh, when Paige was with the band. Well, they've definitely become less popular they've left they've lost a lot of popular appeal sure. i think yeah oh absolutely i mean I, I don't know how i mean i don't know if it's going to be like another smash mouth situation where i'm like gotta get the tickets early <laughs> and then they're just, they're just selling them outside for five dollars we've never told that story on the uh. air evan really wanted to go see smash mouth so he bought the tickets like the first day they were on sale for like eight of us and they were forty dollars each yep. and then i we got to the venue and then we sat down and the people in front of us were like boy in front of us we yes. better see he said I can't believe these tickets only cost $5. I'm glad we waited till this week to buy them. And it was a huge, beautiful theater in, was uh, it Gallipoli? Or? No, it was uh, Newark. Newark, Ohio. And it was maybe one-sixth full. Uh, I would say a third full. Uh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, they're all there to see, see Blad Pricks. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, like, post, I, I think on the Billboard Top 200, the first album, post page, hit number 10 at its max. Okay. And then, af but after well, that, though, yeah, yeah, it, it just started going downhill. Uh, after that, it hit number 23 max, and then it hit, uh, boy, where did Grinning Streak fall? I would say for That's... me that the lack of Stephen Page's vocals, like, Stephen Page's vocals are what make the Bare Naked Ladies the Bare Naked Ladies for me personally. Yeah. So, like, his, just his voice, I'm in love with. Yeah. He may not be a good person. I don't know. Right. He seems like a nice guy. I think actually. he's they, great. They all seem like nice guys. Good people can do drugs. They Can they? 
Yes, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Yes, good people can do good drugs. But yes, I, I think that I think that his his voice, his sound is just so integral to me. Mm. It just doesn't sound like the bare naked ladies anymore. And they may be good. I haven't actually listened to a lot of their shit yet. Yeah. So you're the one who's super down on them, and I'm just kind of you're here for the ride. Well, I'm an asshole, so I'm just kind of glo- I'm kind of kicking them when they're down. <laughs> sure. So that checks out. I know. I, I I think we can name a lot of good post page stuff. Thank you for the question, Helen. And again, you can email us. Uh, it's all been done podcast at gmail.com if you've got something you'd like to ask us. <laughs> so. Uh, now is the point in the podcast uh, where we read no, an we, iTunes no, review. <laughs> so here's an iTunes review from someone named The Apple Lab. This review is a five-star review called It Is Good. The review reads, It is good. I like it. And it is good. Didn't you already read this one? I sure didn't, <laughs> Apple Lab. Thank you so much for the review. We really appreciate it. We appreciate the review. How many do we need to get before you stop doing this? I want to see at least 100 reviews. Once Holy we have shit. 100, I'll stop. We're never going to stop doing this. So, no. We'll okay, so my, my win condition for this is, all right, <laughs> listeners, you either have to all come in and review us so Saker will stop reading this garbage, or nobody ever review us again so he can't. <laughs> please, just one or the other. Don't, don't, I don't want to see those reviews trickle in. I want to see a ton of reviews or no reviews. <laughs> I'll please. tell you what. We haven't had a review in roughly three weeks now, so I think we're on that second train already. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, if you want to get with us on Facebook, you can search for It's All Been Done, Brandon Ladies Podcast. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Been Done Pod. We update that all the time with me asking Brandon Ladies if they're vampires or not. <laughs> um, that's about it. Uh, Evan, what you got to plug this week? You know, somebody told me that their favorite part of this podcast was me asking you what you have to plug this week. I was so pleased to hear that. I wish I wish the microphone could pick up the hatred in my gaze. I wish that I could somehow imbue my voice with the loathing that I'm feeling now. But it's sort of a full body <laughs> hatred of this segment. God, it, this, every episode is like the end of a Bare Naked Ladies song where it just crashes into me. <laughs> Or that's Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. I mean, but I was using a Dave Matthews reference, but it's like a Bare Naked Lady song where they just kind of either fades out or just scats into infinity. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week.